Welcome, everybody, to episode 19 of Rules Arena. This episode is brought to you by Blind Ninja Studios, where you can find this show and others, such as Department of Defense, a show hosted by experts on nothing and who are almost certainly wearing pants, not guaranteed. (laughs) You can also listen to Homebrew Bound, a show dedicated to helping you make the best beer possible, and Soundwave, a show hosted by Matt and Carlos, keeping you up to date on all things music. Last but not least, you can also listen to Legends of Lothos, who are entering their second season tomorrow. Is that right, Casey? Well, for listeners of this podcast, it'd be uh, last Monday. Last Monday. (laughs) (laughs) For anyone that likes to like, that plays D&D like I do on occasion. And this all this episode is also brought to you by Duck Hill Workshop, a small scale uh, sawmill that brings you or that are builders of fine furniture. You can find them on sawmill. Oh, nice! Yeah, learning things. (laughs) (laughs) You can find them online at DuckHillWorkshop.com, or Duck. You can also find them on YouTube at DuckHillWorkshop, and Instagram at DuckHillWorkshop. All one word. It's amazing. My SEO is really good. Yeah, mine's not. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see about that. This week's episode, I'm sitting down with Karin and Greg of Farm to Fist. I'm also joined by Ben, Woo. my co-host, and my super debu- super producer, Casey. Super de producer. Yeah. <laughs> super de producer. I thought we were going to roll into like a Flintstones. Yeah. <laughs> I apologize to everybody that's been listening. I have been out of town the last couple of weeks. Uh, I have flown out to, I was in Orlando for a week. I came back for about a day and a half, two days. And then I flew out directly to Cleveland for this last week. And thank Christ, I'm back home. I'm get, done sleeping. Did you, did you yell, like, <clears throat> hello, Cleveland, or anything? While you were? No, but I did almost, <laughs> almost start a riot. I almost got mugged, and I almost and I got offered to buy cocaine off of somebody. Did what? you buy cocaine? So, I mean, that was, no. <laughs> Bold. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know them, so... I don't know what it's laced with. <laughs> I hear fentanyl's a <laughs> Gacy, what the hell have you been up to? Not buying cocaine. Uh, <laughs> well. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. I have been up to... I, I, dude, I got some really shiny new fermenters that I'm just very excited about. You're talking about that on DOL. Yeah. I, uh, you know, I, I laid with him last night. You know. <laughs> I guess you got to break them in somehow. Right. <laughs> it's the only way to get them working right. <laughs> they need some TLC, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Snuggle with it. <laughs> no, uh, yeah. So I, I did that. Did some brewing in uh, uh, below zero weather. And mm-hmm. I had to, uh, like, create, like, a... Like a cold sink to make sure my propane tanks didn't freeze with a bunch of boiling water good in the tub. And, uh, <laughs> it, was, it was a good time. So nobody ever. But I got I got two batches. I, I was slow, though. So I'm out of practice. This, this is my first brew in two-ish months because I took a well-deserved break after the 80-style challenge. And then so I... Got back into the swing of things, and it took me <laughs> seven hours instead of six to do the two beers, and so I'm a, I'm a little upset about that, but... <laughs> Not bad. Ben, how's your first month of self-employment or unemployment? Unemployment. <laughs> We're not asking my wife. Um, it's been good. It's been a little frustrating trying to just catch the shop back up after a lot of months of abuse and negligence. 
Um, Why did you abuse your shop? I I didn't abuse my shop. The other people that use my shop (laughs) may have. (laughs) Um, But they told me that they didn't do anything in your shop for the last few years. Hmm. What's the problem? The story's not adding up. No. Is all I'm saying. Yeah. That's, I don't know. There's just every time I touch, I find something new that is needs to be replaced or repaired. And that's been a fun challenge. I don't want to talk into it there, Casey. <laughs> I don't care what you don't want. Don't touch my microphone. <laughs> God. Red touch. <laughs> you know, you did audio for how long? Like, you're the last person I should have to adjust a mic for. Here, is that good? Kind of That's actually way better. Put my nose right on it. <laughs> I, I turn my gain up a little bit. If you nice. eat the mic, it's okay. Uh, <laughs> it's got the windscreen. I can put it in my mouth. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's been really good. I finally, uh, Glenn and I got some milling in yesterday, two days ago, Friday. So that was nice to finally, uh, I think it's been a year since I've had the mill set up. Glenn, so, your dad. No, Glenn is not my dad. Glenn's a good friend of mine who. No, and and by with. mill, he actually means jerry rigged chainsaw. <clears throat> it is not jerry rigged. It's a legitimate chainsaw mill. It's with legitimate a, chainsaws yeah. in the configuration. Yeah. I mean, it's a dirt bike motor mounted to 60 inches of death. Yeah, pretty much. Tray 12 rigged. feet of chain. We need to talk with him. <laughs> You're, you're, that's what you're doing now. Or a hot pulse. Like, that's what a hot. Oh, that's what a pulse. Oh, we can do that. Is. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can you help us debark our poems, please? Sure. Okay. Sure. The euphemism was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this just got weird. Granted, I did watch DOO or the beginning part of it. I came in right at the Lego porn scene. <laughs> <laughs> we were debarking poles. <laughs> oh, yes. It was all aggressively. God damn it! <laughs> You're welcome. Ages much older than twelve and up. Okay. Yes. Oh, this whole yeah, we've as, surpassed as, that. As Ben Wife has pointed out many a time, <laughs> she's not allowed to have her students listen to the show. Oh boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's not family. It's it's not a family show. If you're, it's not a family network. Fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this ep- this week's episode, I'm sitting down with Card and Greg, uh, Farm to Fist. They are part brewery, part hop farm, part wedding event uh, center, if you will, and part flower shop. Thanks for both coming down. Uh, for anybody listening, why don't you to introduce yourselves a little bit? I'm Karin. I'm Greg. (laughs) Um, So we are married and we started a business a couple of years ago. I guess a few years ago before we were married um, called Farm to Fist. And it's just what Gordon described. It's It's a brew farm, flower farm and wedding event venue. So, basically, um, we grow hops and brew beer with those hops, um, and we also grow flowers, and we want people to come out to our farm and get married. So, come out to our farm and get married, and um, drink our beer, and use our flowers that we grew all here. Um, So... Uh, it seems uh, sometimes it can seem a little bit complicated that it's oh it's so multifaceted but really when you put it all together 
it sort of makes sense and we're doing everything on a pretty small scale um so i think that's why we're able to kind of do these different things and make them all work because they're on a smaller scale yeah and an acre of hops and an acre of uh flowers certainly plenty to be able to do what we want to do and uh (laughs) but still you know allows us to have a little fun with it and experiment Mm -hmm. and you know that's sort of what we're looking to do is not necessarily always be something that's repetitive and the same thing each year but a little bit unique and uh you know provide a unique experience for people yeah, talking off here, you said you have, what, 11 acres? Of our our farm is 23 acres. 23, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. no, the, the, our land itself, we have 23 acres. Um, We're going to grow some pumpkins. All right. Yeah. And you're some just apple south, trees. Just, you're outside of Hammond, Wisconsin, yes. right? Yeah, we're south yep. of Hammond. Um, so, really, we're only 35 minutes from the Twin Cities, 40 minutes from the Twin Cities. Um, On the right side of the border. <laughs> the good side, you the know. Correct side. It's where you lose Debatable. that blue handicap license plate, and you get a good one. Debatable. Debatable. I'm with you. Uh, yeah, but we're really—I mean, we're we're less than forty minutes from the Twin Cities, um, but we're also—you feel like when you're out at our our farm, you feel like you're. You know, somewhere special. I think so. Yeah. yeah. What we what you described as Ben yesterday, uh, the rustic, is it or what? We were talking about because you know Glenn who yep. runs a wedding event. Uh-huh. Venue rustic is that the, the yes? That's how we describe it. it's a rustic I, venue. Yeah. Exactly. Trying not to be necessarily amongst the uh, highly populated sort of. Barn, barn. <clears throat> yes, no, wedding no venue. One, um, the barn trend is hopefully dying. Yeah, yeah. we there, and there's a lot of that, and people love that, and that's to be respected. But uh, so people you know, want to get married in a barn, but you can't be born in one of those. You don't know how to shut a door. Um, that's yeah. true. <laughs> yeah. So we're looking to really just sort of embellish on being outdoors. Uh, that's yeah. that's really the concept. Is that you're outdoors and uh, you're experiencing the elements and also have some uh, protection from them from Mm. them to a certain extent and then also um, seeing the hops the hops are something that are pretty special yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so our venue you know in our wedding event venue it's it's like a, a transparent wedding tent sort of and and you know you're you're in the wedding event venue in this transparent wedding tent and this covered patio area, but you're also, you know, less than a hundred feet away from a hop yard and in your distance, you're overlooking a flower field, you know, and you're, it's, you're, you feel like you're outside versus, um, inside. (laughs) What, uh, what varieties of uh, hops are you guys growing? Oh, man. A number. Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's what gives us an advantage, right? As In terms of uh, versus being um, someone who is dependent on selling your hops commercially to uh, brewers in the area. You know, like we always want to, we've, we've talked with a bunch of people, say, what are you interested in? What, what, what are you brewing with? What would you, what would you want to brew with? You know, all of 
all of that, but we also are, we have the opportunity because we're brewing with our own hops. We can, we can grow what we want, you know, and we're, we're all, we're doing it all on a small scale. So, um, we aren't dependent on that. Okay. Well, you know, we're, we have this much acreage and we have to be able to sell everything that we grow and, and make those books work. So, you know, we're able to grow, you know, okay, so we want to grow, a, if we're growing an acre of hops, we can say we want to have this percentage of our plants be Cascade and this percentage of our plants be Centennial. Um, but we can say, you know what, we want to grow a row of Sriracha Ace because we can. And um, you know what, if it uh, if it turns out smelling like dill one year, uh, shucks, you know, mm. that really... We're making sucks. Beer. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. But if it turns out like lemon, if you, if you get the sriracha ace lemon, like hell yeah, that's awesome. You know, so, so sriracha ace and Galena. Galena right? yeah. and oh my gosh, we have oh yeah. So uh, we we're hoping to source list them. Uh, just do it. Probably written them down then i guess before. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes uh no we have a bunch of different varieties okay. and and um so but i think um i guess our hope is that we can utilize those for our i mean we're we're brewing with our own hops so that's kind of where we have an advantage that we get we get to experiment which is that's the exciting part is that yeah. we get to do that you know so from the brewing side uh you were talking a little bit before the show you guys have kind of a small system right now right and you're working yes. on upgrading that yes yeah we're looking to uh upgrade to somewhere around a half barrel to barrel system um which we feel like will then be able to support some of the weddings and stuff that we're looking to do um, and also allow us to do things on some relative consistency. And you know, I think one of the challenges is moving from a five gallon system like we're on right now to something like a 15 to 30 plus gallon system. So you're doing like uh, kind of like what Fredrickson did at uh, Pitchfork going to like homebrew on steroids. Exactly. So That's get, exactly so right. And so you're not necessarily looking for that, a tap room per se. You're more, uh, we're a wedding event center and we can put beer on tap for, for you. For a year, okay. we uh, are not planning to necessarily obtain all the uh, high level of, of permitting and restriction that comes with selling your beer. That just comes as part of the event center. Ooh. And uh, so, for, interesting loophole. Yeah, it is an interesting loophole <laughs> for our, for our, for our first year. Is there any uh, way for hardcore beer nerds like myself that you know maybe want to come in and just sample for a quick minute? If you have, if you there are know free us, samples, and there's as, free samples that we're not selling. Yep. <laughs> you know, if there's this really cool podcast I know about that we have yeah. to do an episode. Well, also, I like I was I was just uh. thinking about the massive faux pas that happened where they came to a podcast and didn't bring any beer. I'll stand up for you them because some. they know, they. Sorry. You Why is it in the car? car? It's in the car. Sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> we'll we salvaged what we frozen. could. 
we salvaged what we could. Oh. Yeah, Greg, go get it. Talk about triumphs and... No, I, I'm curious about this story now. What happened? Uh, The polar vortex. Yeah. Oh, okay. The polar vortex. Yeah. That ruined everything. Polar we vortex had, ruined everything. We had a good... Including cases and cases of beer. Yeah, we had oh, like no. three cases of beer that Fuck. froze and exploded. Yeah. That oh, was, wow. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's you know unfortunate. It, it, We'd we, love to try it. Lear, lesson learned. Lesson right. Learned. learned. Yeah, it's... <laughs> so, like, did you just have it, like, was it stored in a garage or... Yeah, which is relatively, like... Should be temperature stable it, mostly. What is very temperature stable, but not <clears throat> until it hits minus enough. thirty. Yep. <laughs> minus like, but minus sixty with the wind chill. Yeah. Like. Yeah. That's it was like that's it, too damn cold. I I I heard it described as it was cold enough that they didn't have a color on the weather map for it. <laughs> you can only get so white. Yeah. No, that's, that's what it was. Is like It was white and then clear. Well, yeah. right. well, and we you, were in clear. You work in paint. Do you have a color for that? I mean, uh, Yeah, black. <laughs> yeah. Do not paint in this. Yeah. Damn <laughs> Take, there's, do there's not leave snow. your home. Do not. If I had a nickel for every time somebody asked me, like, can I put this paint down on, you know, Below thirty-five? No. Well, it says on the no. But what about no? Also, Absol- you shouldn't be outside at that time. Yeah. No. Go inside. In, well, we have day. some industrial product products that can go be applied below. You know, I think like twenty degrees, maybe fifteen. Is I want that. Like that uh, I want. I want like the paint where they measure it in Calvin's, where you can like paint in. Like, <laughs> yeah. Good luck. <laughs> that, that's what that is. Hmm. On that sciency paint. Oh my goodness. <laughs> no, it, it, yeah. But like I was in I was in Orlando and when that first snowstorm hit here in western Wisconsin, I text my my brother up north and I'm like, Hey, uh, how bad's the weather? And he goes, Well, there's there's about twelve to eighteen inches on the ground. I'm like, neat. So I flew black flew back, thankfully. That's after it kinda of warmed up a little bit in that, you know, forty degree range and a little bit melted, but then two days later I fly out and I'm Ooh. I'm in I'm in uh, Cleveland, and it's 50 degrees there, and I, I look, and, like, the first major snowstorm really hits. I'm like, oh, you got 12 inches. I'm like, son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. Fly back on a Friday. I'm like, well, I'm going to go home after this podcast recording. You I, know this I, is a Midwest podcast. Like, yeah. Keep talking about the weather. Yeah. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, the snow is going to be going from Sunday night, which we're recording, or Sunday that we're recording on, through Tuesday, and upwards of 18 inches. I'm like, son of a bitch. I also this like is- that the person who's super super proud of being from Wisconsin is continuously bitching about the weather. That's how you know you're from the Midwest. <clears throat> yes. Is that's the only thing you complain about. Uh, you, yeah, the yeah. weather in your local <laughs> sports team. <laughs> and there's a, a lot of other factors in that that I'm not going to get into on air, not including And that's been Mason meteorological hour with Gordon. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sucks. Back. There I'm looking at we have, uh, 20 inches of snow in we, my we have, driveway right now. We have Gordon Hale on weather. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, to go back, yeah, yeah no, let's talk about the, the guest. Karin, yeah. yeah, oh, you're here. Oh, welcome. <laughs> so, Karin, um, in your words, you know, if I'm a potential client, you know, what exactly is farm to fist in your words? Um, well, it depends. I guess it. <laughs> are you here to drink beer? Yes. 
Well, are you always. Here to get married? Sometimes. No. Uh, yeah, every Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I think for us, um, we it, there's a there's a particular clientele I think that um, will that works really well with us, right? So, if you're a couple that's getting married, I mean, in our I have our hop yard planned out so that we have a wedding ceremony space within our hop yard, right? I mean, you want to get married in the hops? Cool. That's awesome. You know, not everybody wants to do that, you know, but, um, but, but there's a particular clientele that I think that does and that it, that we are unique for, you know? So, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Greg just brought our terrible. Ooh, Icebox. Yeah, so, there you go. Uh, <laughs> our right. There's a little bit of frozen ooh, beers. I'm, I, I let that beer. one thaw. We can run a long episode let these thaw. Oh, they suffered. You can go put them in the hot. vortex. Like, what is this? We so, don't. The, uh, <coughs> we don't know. <laughs> oh, I have some of those. Awesome. <laughs> Here, open this. Right? What is it? Is it good? Yeah. Is you uh, not watching on camera? This is a unmarked bomber, and it's uh, mostly frozen. We think that might be our smoked porter. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, to, to be I fair, though, I, I accidentally let a couple bombers freeze in my trunk, and I forgot about them because I was sick. And I I cracked one. Like, do I let it age or do I just fucking drink it? And it came out perfect. After like three or four days of being frozen, so okay. it, they should be fine. All right. Well. It didn't break the bottle, so. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of lessons learned along the way, but. Uh, but that's what it's about. Um, so say you're a a patron or a, a potential. Yeah, for sure. Uh, couple coming to the farm. What what like describe it? Driving in, what do you see? Yeah. So um, we have a pretty long driveway. We're offset um, from the highway, which is an advantage for us um, in terms of uh, couples. Be I mean, being offset and you feel like you're off the highway, but also an advantage legally <laughs> uh, uh, and getting uh, the the township to. There's a there's a long county owned road that extends about half mile back to our property, and uh, once you get there, then we'll take it from there, and uh, you come to the tap room space, and uh, which is a large pole shed, and that will also be partially the wedding event space, uh, which will be. Largely covered, uh, but open. Like a covered patio, yeah. sort mm. of. Like you know a, I mean? like a, yeah. Like probably, I mean, sixty feet by forty. Forty feet. Yeah, yeah sixty by forty feet. So mm-hmm. a large covered patio space, and uh, then beyond that will be the hop farm. Um, so you'll come in. You'll see. It'll just be sort of crops and um yeah as you drive in you'll see pumpkins and mm-hmm. shit whatever and then um and then you get to the space where there's you know parking you see the the barn and um and the covered patio area space um adjacent to that behind that is the our transparent wedding tent 
and then from that area then you I mean you get to see the back half of the property which is really the gem I think especially no, in the yeah. evening as the sun is setting and just sun sets over I mean if that's what I love and I hate to admit it because I'm from Minnesota but <laughs> that's what I love about this area of Wisconsin is that you know where it's just it's these beautiful rolling hills that um the land is varied but not too varied and the sun sets over this hill and in as you look at the sunset you can see this hop yard and um the and the flower field and so that's kind of what you're looking at as you're looking out over the space which i think is really unique and um and i think you know for a couple that wants to get married outside Mm-hmm. and be a part of nature and the outside, then that's that's what you're looking for. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Have you run into, or what kind of challenges did you run into with, like, zoning within yeah. the city and everything? TBD. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a continuous challenge. It's, it's absolutely a continuous yeah. challenge. So the, the benefit that we have is that we are zoned appropriately to do what we want to do. And that we're agricultural too. Did you zoning. have to jump into that? Like you brought? Did you look at that first, or did you buy your property and then look into that? Well, we it were we were, into we were looking at it at every property that we looked at when we were looking to buy a property. But um, you know, this place just happened to work out well for sure. us. And how did you find that? I mean, did you go online to? You know, we you went know, online to. Or, did, uh, or are you able to call somebody? W WGS Extreme is your way to be able to map out uh, everything that you want to know about St. Croix County um, and understand, you know, who your neighbors are also, but also, you know, how your property is. Shout out to our neighbors. We love them. (laughs) How your property is zoned, all those things, all that information, your lines. Anyone not listening uh, and you want to do something similar to this, uh, go look up your county, look up the state that you work in or that you live in and, and look up this kind of information. Yep. There absolutely is information on that. Um, and ability to map that. And we use that resource, honestly, on probably... Almost a daily basis. Almost a daily basis, because we it allows you to, um, you know, map things and chart things um, on a very high level so that you can sort of see what space you're looking at as far as determining okay well this is going to be our parking space or this is going to be our uh you know entertainment space or whatever it might be so yeah it's it's yeah and when you're looking at properties yeah exactly it's not just about like oh i watch house hunters and i want a man (laughs) cave and his and her closets and you know what I mean like no one cares about that when you're planning a farm and a business around the farm I don't care if I have his and her closet <laughs> no I mean that sounds really nice though <laughs> it does sound nice you, like we watch a lot of house hunters, you know what I mean? And it's like, oh my gosh, I wish that. Oh gosh, I wish life was that easy. That like, oh, I it, they have all these like house. What's hunters. the so? What's the one with the uh, with the couple that goes in and they renovate the houses too? Oh, there are eight million versions of that, but that's flip or flop. But yeah, 
<laughs> Not I have found the best source of knowledge for uh, like reality TV ever. Like, oh. <clears throat> she's amazing. <laughs> no, she knows it all. When yeah, right. when you bought the property, <laughs> sorry, when you bought the property, work. did you like? Did you look at the city, or did the city tell you like, well? This section is available for zoning A, but this section's available for zoning B, and over here you can zone C. Yeah. Did, did so, any of that come up? So that's all like uh, available through the county. So so we definitely looked at all of that county information um, before we purchased any of the property. We were in contact with the county, in, with uh, contact with Sinclair County, and another really important factor, which we did consider but didn't know how challenging or great it would be are the soil maps, mm. right? So when you're buying a farm, it, you know, you, it's really important to understand sort of what you're getting into in terms of what, is, what, what type of crop are we planting and what type of soil might that crop like or dislike and what are we getting ourselves into because guess what? It's a... 30 year mortgage and mm-hmm. you don't just like experiment <laughs> so I, I actually uh, did deliveries I, I drove down to Iowa and pick I'm up sorry. soil samples from a farm <laughs> from farms rather and bring back to be tested I mean yeah. how did you, t- you know, who do you or how what's the easiest way or best way for that you have found to find someone that does these soil samples because it's not you know, as I am, yeah. uh, you know, figure out. Yeah. You, know, you can't exactly walk down to your local store and go, "Hey, test my soil." I mean. No, but you can. I mean, you, there are there are options to. You can do your own at home. Like, oh, I'm gonna buy a soil tester. I can do my own. You, you know, you can you can buy your own kits, but you can also do it through, um, like your your local. Uh, DNR or your local county, you can go to the county and say, "Here's my soil test." You know, can you can you look at this? There are a lot of actual really awesome resources it's, for. It's between you know thirty to seventy dollars to to do your own you know high right. level soil are, testing that's done through the. And there are independent organizations that will do it too, and then yeah. also recommend soil amendments. The yep. company I worked for was <coughs> here based out of St. Croix County, and it. I'd basically drive down, there'd be half dozen farms, and they'd have a 55-gallon bag of these, like, little one-inch little baggies twist-tied <laughs> off of their soil based at how, yeah. you know, X amount of feet away yeah. from the other yes. one. Yeah. And, you know, Grant, that's in a bunch it is a huge commercial scale yeah. that they were working at. Right, right. And they could then measure, like, oh, and this plot is this, and I need to put in X fertilizer in this other spot right. kind of deal. Right. Yeah. But it, and it's so important. Like, oh man. I when we first moved in um in June of this last year, um we I we didn't plant any hops yet. We hadn't planted any hops. We hadn't planted any flowers. We were just putting in our own garden, our family garden. And we're, oh man, we're so excited. We're finally in this home. We get to plant a garden. Greg went through and he got the whole garden space prepped. He uh, put up a a fence around, we call it Fort Knox because, you know, Greg made this big fence that no critter could get into. 
worked so hard, and then I went to plant. Peter Rabbit never seen nothing like this. Yeah. <laughs> right? Fuck you, James yeah. Corden. Yeah. <laughs> but seriously. <laughs> right? So, and then I went to plant, and I stuck a shovel. I went, I had all these start plant starts that I was so, I it, it was just like so symbolic of our whole, like, future and I'm so excited and I put a shovel in the ground and it was literally just tink like so <laughs> just pure clay so hard so terrible and oh um, I and I spent the entire day just I had a pitchfork and I was just digging trying to aerate I was trying to dig up anything I could and just had blisters all over and I cried so <laughs> hard that day because if you think you're like oh my gosh what did we do what if what if our whole all of our land is like this what if what if this is our future this i don't like this future i, I it's so we're clay farmers now <laughs> there's a huge like industry with pots? high school <laughs> well our business plan has changed we'll from have an art colony we can't go hops but would you like to make pots yes. yeah yeah a whole wedding party we have an entire pots. ghost package yeah. you- <laughs> farm to fist now is uh farm clay to farm to pots. mugs clay mugs mm. we've now really shaped the ashtrays. Lowest quality. Oh my goodness. And I just cried because I thought, what did we do? What what did we do? Oh my goodness. But um, we ended up plowing. And, and we had looked at the soil maps before we bought the house, you know? And so I thought, oh my gosh, what, what happened? But then when we plowed up the back end of the property, um, this fall it was just it had been a pasture for the last at least 15 years and never been planted with crops as as long as we know um and it was turning the plow over it was just like oh liquid gold you know <laughs> like oh, eureka very good soil yeah it's yep. been past year. It's been fertilized for yeah well, it's lots been fertilized for many years To to backtrack a little bit, where did you come up with the name Farm to Fist? Mm. What's that mean? I think I came up with it. I think you did. I'll give you that. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, dear. What a good husband. Yeah, yes. No, but seriously, I I think I did. Um, No, we... So part of the whole concept of Farm to Fist is really based on the Farm to Table movement. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, so it's you're growing the hops on your land. It's it's locally grown. It's locally sourced, and then you're producing that product from what you grow. So um, yeah, it was like farm to table, but um, you know you you drink cheers. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's it's farm to fist. You have a pint of beer in your fist and then when we explain it to flowers too it's like oh well now we have a fistful of flowers yeah mm-hmm. well that's convenient we've had a little bit of trouble with our name because because <laughs> certain irregulars at the tap room oh no. did you hear any of that yet yes because, i have okay i have heard about that <laughs> To, Not to, funny. to give some background, uh, <laughs> myself and Karin, uh, I used to work at uh, Pitchfork Brewing. Karin still works there. And uh, there's a group of, of folks that 
<laughs> drink there regularly that call themselves the irregulars. Folks is a generous term for them. They folks. are not the classiest <laughs> of people you're going to run into. Your end. You I think they should charge them rent. I'm pretty sure they live you there. Qualify, I, feel like. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like we are a cut above. I don't know. Yeah. Because, well, barely. Current, you know, no, when we get off air, Depends I'll tell you some of the questions you're I was told to ask today. Oh, yeah, no, that's, that's, that's some great fucking radio right there, Gordon. Uh, no. I will, I will, I will. Bring this up, but then not talk about it. <laughs> if, you, if you heard the questions, you wouldn't bring them up on DOL. Oh, boy. Oh, no, I, I know, I'm just saying you should have brought them up. <laughs> uh, we could talk about how you got to this point. How did how did the idea for this come about? Because I know, Greg, yeah, oh, you're yeah. a physician's assistant. To kind of uh, uh, um, uh, uh, dovetail off that. Uh, what exactly made you what was the idea that made you want to go into business yeah so as I was studying to be a a PA a physician assistant um, you know we we considered a lot of different options as far as our future and being able to own something that's our own moving forward and uh you know just because i'm a pa doesn't mean that my son or daughter can be a pa and we wanted to leave behind some sort of potential legacy dependent on our our business and uh so farm to fist was sort of our ability to do that and a challenging no pressure for our kids though. Yes. <laughs> right. Right. You do what you want to do. You do yeah. what you want to do. You do but you guys. It is a, it but is you a, better keep the brewery going. <laughs> you better not disappoint us. Yeah. Hashtag don't yeah. fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But no, I I mean honestly, the uh the concept of of being able to have them participate in the business itself and learn more about that is something that we were both very interested in. And also, you know, if it works out for them and where we're at with things, to have them be able to continue on with the business uh, for years, that's great. You know, we love that. Um, But either way, it'll always be a special place. The property never changes. The improvements that we make to the property never change. Uh, they only benefit us and people who we bring out to the space. And um, you know that's what we really hope to do is to be able to expose people to the same beauty that we get to. You know, I guess wake up to and and see every day and uh you know it it does feel like a very special space honestly when you're in it and uh we look forward to being able to to share that in um the appropriate yeah well and, and like you know when you're thinking well honestly the whole thing to be completely 100p with everybody 
the whole idea started after, like, I think we were like several beers deep when <laughs> when all the best when ideas all, happen. <laughs> we this should buy a farm. Yeah. <laughs> that is oh, exactly yeah. how this podcast got started. <laughs> oh hell yeah! Like, let's let's just be honest. We had had a few beers, and we're like, we like craft beer. We we love craft beer, and Greg is totally. Greg is to me he's like the most amazing he loves science and he he's like the most amazing chemist and like totally into science and he loves doing things and creating things and he's good at it you know and that's not that's not my thing in terms I he's he's his strengths are so unique and then I love working outside I love working hard my favorite job I've ever had in my entire life has been working on grounds crew, the grounds crew in college. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so at the time that we came up with the business plan, I was working as an athletic trainer at the Ohio State University Medical Center in sports med, which I loved, but would just kind of became a little bit disenchanted. I, I, I would, yeah, I would say I, get, I became a little bit disenchanted with healthcare and the, that, the clinic setting um and so i was sort of looking for something more fulfilling um and being outside and working in the sun and or rain or snow or (laughs) what whatever it be maybe not snow yeah well yeah (laughs) but being but whatever that brings you know i mean i wanted to be outside i wanted to just work hard with my hands and be involved in what i was doing and and being our own bosses i think yeah just we get to dream up what we want to do and um so that sort of after you've had a couple you know then <laughs> sort of became the, the best ideas have yeah, come. Like, yeah, exactly. well, all the negatives start to go away yeah, because they're totally well, anything is possible at that point. Yeah, exactly. Six no. beers in, exactly. the world is your oyster. Literally. At the point where you feel like you're you're like, oh well, we could do that. This, how about a brew farm? That's a great idea. I, I like hops. You like hops. We like beer. I like working outside. I, you know, my so, mom gardened when I was little. Then you, zero experience whatsoever. We're like, let's start a business. Let's do it. <laughs> so what you're telling me is when I pitched moving my hand tool workshop into our apartment, I should have gotten my wife drunk first. Absolutely. Yeah. That was <laughs> yes. Yes. That's yes. how you got married. Like, <laughs> no, 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 no. It's the other way around. She got me drunk. <laughs> and then, yeah, yeah, exactly. No, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, but okay. So we've talked about the cool things about buying a farm. What have you been your biggest challenges? Yeah, especially Brett. To again, to to dovetail off that. I mean, Stop stealing running, my question. No, <laughs> it's the only way Gordon gets it's it. Yeah, <laughs> it's not stealing. It's dovetailing. You're, you know, you're exactly. You're, you're a good running a reference. multifaceted business, which any of them could be a full time gig. I mean, that's true. How do you do that on top of you know, it, uh, work a real job? Yeah, we'll find out. Uh, <laughs> Good question. <laughs> we don't. No, I think we don't. I mean, let's be honest. Again, let's let's be one hundred p here. I, we're not pretending to like no shit 
about what we're doing. And we don't know. <laughs> we don't know what we're doing. <laughs> but, like, uh, I think our goal is that we are keeping it small enough. Each facet of our business, we're keeping small enough that we're able to we're sustain able it. Sustain it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're able to to sustain it and keep it interesting and experiment and have fun with it. You know. At the end of the day, I mean, each one of these facets, like you said, can be its own business, but we're looking to keep it at a level where we can maintain it. And um, that becomes relatively challenging to a certain extent. But uh, at the beginning, owning your own business is always challenging. And so as we look to be our own proprietors in this business, we hope to expand on that with, you know, increased employees and uh people that we can have sort of fulfill some of the roles and different challenges that we hope to hope to address. And you know, I mean, what kind of challenges have you run into thus far? I, I mean, there's, there's a major challenge as far as just county and um, town municipality um, go. So there, you know, it's things where if we lived with no rules, we wouldn't have to think about this stuff. <laughs> we would have only the challenges challenges that are pressed in front of us. But at the end of the day, we're responsible for more than that. And we need to allow our neighbors and therefore our county um, and municipality to have the opportunity to weigh in on some of the stuff that we want to do. Um, the benefit to us <coughs> is that we have our own private road. <laughs> it's our challenge and it's our benefit. Um, and the fact that we have our own private road. Uh, so it allows us to branch off of that and work from that we're set off the road we have a lot of positives working towards us and the capacity to just allow our own space but uh we still no matter what by light by sound we affect our neighbors and we want to be very responsible about how we go about that and that's some of what we've been recently sort of discussing is we've got two weddings planned for this summer, spring. And part of our discussion is the fact that we want to have our neighbors feel like, oh, wow. I mean, they had this wedding and we didn't even know it. We've also found that beer is a very valuable currency. Mm. No. Really? <laughs> That's really why I come over here. Not that I encourage you three or four times to bring beer back <laughs> down here. Uh, hashtag polar vortex. Mm. Right? Mm. Yeah, mm. fucking mother nature. Yeah. But so let's stick to criteria one. 
<laughs> so we we have found that uh, you know we f- we feel like our neighbors will have concern about light pollution, sound mm-hmm. pollution, and um, those relative concepts. What we hope to prove to them is that we can host weddings with ha- without having majority of concern regarding those factors. So that's that's one big thing for us, and because when you when you work within a small township like Pleasant Valley, which is very pleasant, it is quite pleasant. Very pleasant. <laughs> they are very um, uh, almost I I would say aggressive towards change. Mm. They do not like change. They because do not it is want so pleasant change. as it is. It is. It is really very pleasant. <laughs> it sounds like what you if would you name did something not, with a you, seedy underbelly. If you, did, <laughs> if, if you well. fucking did nothing ever, then you would stay in Pleasant I would Valley. Say, <laughs> I would say Hudson, Wisconsin City Councils in the 1953-1954 era. I would put Hammond in about 1929. Mm-hmm. Yeah, put Pleasant Valley in. 1700 oh, and we're about <laughs> have you guys so have you guys seen like our or encountered a lot of resistance from the neighbors and the town council with what you want to do not all uh, all we have heard is support of ourselves within our neighbors yes which we are running for town council i am personally running for town council <laughs> yes that is a new venture. So, <laughs> to, yeah. No idea but what we, to we expect. Just I only have a full-time job in my own right? company, so I'm going to yeah. double down and run for political yeah, office. Right. Well, <laughs> yeah, but politics is easy. Right. No. <laughs> sure. No, and I think what's important to us really is that we, I mean, we're going to be here. We're here to stay, you know, and we're going to be here for a long time, and we want to be involved, and we want to be involved in the community, and... In a so positive that, way. In a, in a very positive way. way. And it's, yeah. it's change can be positive and we're excited to involve the community, right? So let's say someday we have a tap room and we want to have a food truck for our tap room. And we want to have, we've thought about doing um, like a co-op style food truck, right? So, you know, maybe our neighbor gr- does grass-fed beef and we do grass-fed beef tacos from our co-op food truck with our other neighbor who grows veggies and it's an awesome taco you know I'm signed up yeah right you had me a taco i'll be yeah. there <laughs> that's all you have to say beer and tacos grass-fed beef like i, Alcohol. I, I, I was <laughs> yeah. stoked at grass-fed and like done yeah. Yeah, me yeah so i, I mean, thought you weren't vegan oh you want it? <laughs> we were having a good night, Casey. This is how you want to fight. <laughs> no, but I, I really think it, it just we we want to involve it. it, the, it we have a lot of challenges ahead, but I think we want to involve our community. That's and, that's the biggest thing that we really I, I, both Karn and I are really focused on uh, is the capacity to involve our com- community in a way that were able to utilize their agricultural resources. Yeah. Uh, because I feel like they lose so much in serving to somebody that is, you know, sort of mass production and doesn't know them and doesn't have 
any understanding of what they do. And so that's what we're sort of trying to change, at least to a certain extent. You know, we want to, we just want to be able to support the people of our community. We'll start there. We'll build out from that point. So, like, I kind of, like, going back to that mass production aspect, um, in an era where, like, the quote-unquote family farm is kind of dying and being You're bought right. up by mm-hmm. all these mega corporations and stuff like that, do you see your guys' model uh, as a way to keep that family farm lifestyle alive? Absolutely. Hopefully. Yeah. Okay. That, that's, that's, that's the big hope, is that we're able to you know support these smaller farmers within our again small community in a way that allows them to continue to be successful without needing to outsource to larger industrial companies that they lose their margin on yeah well even 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 your farm itself like with your diversification in doing a wedding venue and you're you're growing hops and you're brewing like right if one thing doesn't work out we still have we're we're, we are diversified so that beer is an industrial yeah, it's know. never gonna go away. Exactly, <laughs> and, and, right? and they tried once, they tried. did not work. <laughs> aggressively, did not work. I mean, uh, very. You could try again. A lot of us could get really rich. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Prohibition was a beautiful thing. Right. But, but it, Couldn't find a drink in the Roaring Twenties, could you? Yeah. <laughs> and my great grandma would disagree with you. Right. Bathtub gin. But I, I do think, though, um, oh, sorry, I was looking away from the thing. No, but I, I just think, I don't remember now. Sorry. Oh, shoot. Greg. Oh, oh dear. <laughs> Stop it. No, I, I just think that it's really important for us to, in terms of being local that that is a huge thing for us you know like the farm farm to table farm to fist we want to like know get to know your farmer right no one knows like you buy food at the grocery store you don't know where you got it from yeah from the grocery store right you got it from the market county market is a really good we're drinking homebrews right now and we're lucky to know the brewer right but most of these beers no one knows who the brewer is or how it got to this they don't know the story behind it. Right, yeah, exactly. So it's important to us to know, know your farmer. Where the came from. Know your brewer. Hops came from, right? Yeah. Like, know, know, get to know those people. We want to be personable and allow that opportunity for our patrons to get to know us. We don't mm-hmm. care. I mean, yep. like, please, come well, to the farm, you know? You know, the beautiful thing, like, you guys are growing hops, but you're not growing grain. And we still Correct. need malt. Right, right. So hopefully, even though a lot of people aren't growing grain anymore... But there are still some people out there. Right. We do have the intent. To grow. But we need to have the capacity to have somebody malt it for Mm -hmm. us. And So so, you guys don't want to malt yourself then? No. Again, it's like... No, malting is... It's, <laughs> it's like so the malt book. You know what I mean? I got yeah. a chapter into the malt book. Malty. Like, oh. <laughs> 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 yeah. 
We got a pun oh, master yeah. over here. Oh, Greg, you're so punny. No, I think that's one of the appeals that uh, that I find of a lot of the local breweries is that you can go in and you can talk to a lot of the people that are behind the scenes that either the brewer, the salesperson, the, you know, oh, you'll, yeah, I started here on day one kind of thing. I mean, that's a huge... Yeah. That's what I geek well, out on because Grant, my entire full time job is based on finding out those we're, things. We're also in a trend of hyper localization right now, yeah. and uh, yeah. kind of across everything mm-hmm. as just like a direct backlash from globalization. That appeal is not a bad thing. Yeah. No, no, it's not no, a bad no. thing at all. Yeah, it's you're just, right. It is, no. but it it's is, where but we're it going. Is where I mean, we're it's where the, we were before. The yeah. convenience mm-hmm. of the targets, the WalMarts, the Kmart's out there were great they sure they still are nice because i can get a lot of things oh. from them but i mean the problem that i find with those big companies out there even if you go to a home depot menards or whatever uh, you go into their department and there's nobody working there maybe there's one person that's covering three departments and they don't know shit no exactly <laughs> they can't answer the questions and i i if i walk into a you know um let's say uh 50 years from now mega breweries are now a thing of the walmart's breweries what do you mean now a thing they are a thing they are no a they're thing. not you can't walk into a place like walmart size brewery you can't go in there and Have go you ever oh, heard of anheuser-busch I've been there. I said <laughs> fucking aging tanks bigger than this house. I'm sorry. I, I was talking about real beer, not piss uh, water. Oh, oh. Okay. you want to go there? I think, I think it should be reclassified as sake. You you need to. They can sue me for the old two dollars and twenty six cents. What those I'm brewers worth. do, <laughs> like from a brewing standpoint, the the big like InBev brewers, real breweries don't use rice. It, <laughs> adjuncts are legitimate. <laughs> it is the, the impressive side of big brewing rice. is that it all tastes the same. It all tastes that is like, fucking hard to do. Yes, you know, and, I mean the same, the same can be true. The same can be said of like blended scotches and whiskeys. Yep, like that. That's impressive. Being able to take things that taste drastically different and I'm not saying they're not point. evil, but they're impressive. Mm, yeah, right. yeah. Well, and, you can be impressive yeah. and evil at the yep. same time. And I think like for we, I mean. I don't know. We like you look in uh, before Christmas, right? And you've got all you have to do is look at uh, you know Amazon and Target and Walmart and their competition. Literally, all in the news, it's the competition of who has got the best free two day shipping for something that you buy with the click of a mouse online. Mm. And it shows up at your door, it, yeah. right? It, it is Who convenient. bullied the it government? Is convenient, <laughs> right? Some days I feel bad about that. Yeah, right. I know. And I, told, I, oh, I I love Amazon. I'm, but, you know, but with but, breweries, right. what I like to do is be. I like to be able to walk in and I geek out on the fact that I can go and talk to. You. Like the reason that I have all but lived at Pitchfork for the last five years. <laughs> I can I can vouch for that. Yeah, is that I the the reason I I went in there? I had no idea what Good beer point. was. I didn't care uh, give a shit about beer. But Mike was in a similar field that I was in when he opened right. up the brewery, and I could go in there, I could talk to him directly, and I find it hard that Mike ever was nice to you. Uh, <laughs> I find it hard that anybody's ever nice to Gordon. When I was a paying customer, he was, yes. and then all of a sudden I get a job, and now I'm fucking chopped liver. Well, mm, no, well. but I mean, it, it 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 does speak to like getting to know how imp- how what it, what. That means to the customer to be able to get to know. Mike is a new, unique individual. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. the word is surly. 
No, no, uh, careful. Well, careful. we get into like curmudgeon. trademark. Well, no, but surly is a fucking yeah. word that I know. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> curmudgeon deci- describes Mike. He's never surly to me. He, yeah, he, Mike is Mike. <laughs> I mean, you're you're not having like I don't have a good day until I get at least once threatened to be stabbed in the eye. Twice, I know a mantra. Well, but he has to get the chair to stab you in the eye. Yeah. <laughs> Steps from one can't quite about make another it on the chair yet. <laughs> oh, I slipped. <laughs> I slipped ten times. <laughs> Ten times. Ten times. Uh, so, <laughs> so from Chicago. Yes. Yeah, okay. All right, Karin, Greg. I mean, <coughs> kind of <laughs> joking off this. I mean, what have some of the rewards that you two have found of owning your own business and being able to do this? So, I mean, one of the biggest things that I feel is that uh, it we have the capacity to be in control of what we want to do, and. That's something that just is really hard to find in your typical sort of corporate America. And, uh, you know, we want to be able to make our impact on what we want to do as much as possible. And uh, within our boundaries, we feel like we can do that. And, you know, so... I have a daily, um, like, low to moderate level of anxiety uh, regarding our business. So it keeps I you like moving that. forward. I like that. I like that. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's like, a good kind of anxiety. You know what I mean? Because it's, like, that my anxiety, and I'm, I've never been an anxious person in my life. Probably this is more motivated than I've ever really been in my life, and that's a good thing. Like, I am motivated because I it's like I'm really excited about it and I want to be good I want to put good stuff out and uh, out there for people and I I just really want us to be not I mean I don't know the best that's whatever but like I want us I want us to have put high quality stuff out there and that's important and I want to if people get married at our place I want them to have the best day ever you know and so I want to do everything that we can to make that happen. And so, hence, constant, moderate level of anxiety regarding it. But it's it's an, it's a positive thing. I think. That's the thing that gets you out of bed in the morning. Like, that's the thing that keeps you going. That's the thing that keeps you working through the rain right. and Also my bladder. And- but- <laughs> 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 yes. <laughs> um, folks, well, uh, we have liquid beer. Liquidation. As opposed to solid beer. If we could get beer in like a They were solid. Like a pill. <laughs> not only moments ago. Now the two of you before you decide to open up your company. I mean, what were you doing beforehand? And I mean, do either of you have experience in any of these fields? <laughs> no. No. Uh, Neither of us have any individual business experience. Correct. So, what was the conversation like that you're like, ah, what the hell? Let's open up a uh, brew farm, brewery, wedding event. You know, you know, how did that go? 
Well, it, it, it did evolve over time. Um, it, it started with... Well, really quick, what is the timeline from like the first conversation to we're looking for a farm? Um, Ooh, yeah, that's our jalapeno line one. That's Oof. questionable. That's All right, well, I'm going to try that one first, and yeah. then... <laughs> Sorry. This one smells like fresh bread, and we're, it's delightful. We're trying beers now that they're melted. I fixed them. Two of us have fresh hops with... Uh, yeah, what did you pour no, me, it's, it's, by the way? You're, you have the fresh hop. Okay. That's uh, with nugget. Nougat. That is really good. Like we said uh, in the previews going up to this year, this week's episode, you can taste beer and Whoa. smell flowers through the headphones, folks. The headphones, yeah, that is true. not the uh, not the first time a bottle has been slammed on this table. It won't be the last. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, going back to the question. Sorry. Um, I asked you know, um, going oh, into this, how, what kind how, of experience do you guys have? I mean, going yeah. you know going from. Uh, Opening up a multifaceted business such as you have, I mean, what kind of background do you have into it? Yeah, we don't have any background. Um, no, so I worked grounds. Greg is. That, Greg, that's not good. Greg is an. Yeah. The aroma is fantastic. I just said it smells amazing. The sorry, taste sorry, needs sorry, a little totally bit of love. <laughs> is that the jalapeno lime one? It, it yeah. smells absolutely fucking amazing. <laughs> The aroma is fantastic. And you get a little jalapeno kick. A little bit. You let that settle for a minute. So we used Felicity peppers, which are, they're a type of um, jalapeno pepper without the the spice, basically. So Felicity peppers So it's a broken pepper? (laughs) It's It's defective. (laughs) Bipolar pepper? (laughs) It doesn't understand. Very confused about its identity. No, it's... um, Who am I? (laughs) <laughs> what is my purpose? That's <laughs> spicy. <laughs> um, no, we, we really our part of our goal is to like as a brew farm is to add to grow our own ing- ingredients that we add to our beer. So we we grew a ton of Felicity peppers and thought ah, let's try them in a beer. Um, the the Felicities had uh, a great component. Uh, they were interrupted by a number of uh, other ad- administrative roadblocks. So <laughs> user errors. The road. I mean, can can we talk about the beers a second? Like, yeah. um, so uh, the first one was a fresh hop. I'm yep. guessing you guys supplied the hops. What was yep. the what was the grist looking like on that? So my dad actually provided the hops on that, and it okay. was. He was uh, two he, binds. Yeah, well, four, Greg's dad. Four binds. Yeah, Greg's four dad binds. is just like such a kindred spirit. He heard what we were doing, got really curious about it, and thought, "I'm gonna buy a couple. I'm gonna just gonna buy a couple of plants and planted them." And then, through us, was then able to learn. I was working at a hop farm while he planted them, and then was able to kind of guide through how to make that happen and. Um, then we just for fun harvested those plants and for fun used them in a beer and it turned out this way. Yeah, it's it, a great, like really good, like hop character. Nice, soft, rounded. It's fantastic. The vast majority we end, added at the uh, end of the boil. Okay. Right. So within probably ten minutes of the boil, end of the boil, we added. Uh, 
I'd say probably ninety percent. So I, I'm I'm getting a lot of like uh, caramel notes and stuff. Did you guys use a lot of like high high crystal in there or? We did not. It was uh, so. What were the hops? Uh, well, no, yeah. I know. Sorry, sorry. Malt, malt side. So malt side of hopping, we did not. We did not do any crystal malting. Uh, we did only. Um, was it just like straight two row and? <laughs> <laughs> you really got to make out with that thing. Yeah. <laughs> Eat the microphone. It it really was mostly two row. Okay. Right. A, I, to be completely honest, um, is is so on on the brewing side. Is there a style of beer that you particularly like to make, or you would you would consider your specialty? Like, are you a pale ale guy, like, or do you brew like English styles? Like, what's preferences your- on hopping. Okay, yeah. so just like See, a lot of like American pale ales and IPAs, and I, you know the 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 relative concept would be that uh, you know you have really awesome IPAs and uh, pale ales too, and then also you have unique sort of offset um, maybe ales or lagers that still have good hop character to them but that's not the primary component okay so um you you know i i definitely think that where i love playing around with the ingredient list the most is with the hops. Is with the hops. So simple, like you, you, you keep it simple on the on the malt bill, and then yeah. just fuck around. I I think that's I think that's where it starts, and but, then yeah. and then once you start to refine and say, oh my gosh, you know, like this IPA was really good, but but you you, you always have some criticism to it. I mean, she she's my. No, I'm I'm a firm believer that no brewer has ever 100% loved a beer that they've made. You always know what's wrong with it. You always think about, like, what could I do? And that's what I How do I fix it? It it seems not right if you feel like what you did was perfect. It, that's the sign of a shitty that, brewer. That just can't be right. That just yeah, that's true be. of anything. That's true I, of I'll anything. be completely right. honest with you. Like, that just cannot be right. I mean... You can love what you did. I mean, I and you can be happy with honey, it. honey lemon pale ale that I made. That sounds and fantastic, it, and it was incredible. I loved it, but I had neighbors that I shared it with, and they were like, "Yeah, we like the other one better." And it was like the other one was one that I was like, uh, "You know, it's fine, you know, whatever." And they were like, "Yeah, we love that one." But we, you know, thought the honey lemon pale ale, that was just fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was okay. I was like, you're, you're psycho. Oh, yeah. stop. <laughs> no, but, but you're I wrong. Even though, even though we wrong, wanna, bitch. <laughs> wrong. Uh, even though we want to, like, our main focus is playing around with the hops, I think they're, I mean, you know, a lot of people come in. To, uh, There's a lot that, that you learned in the say, process that say, "Oh, I don't like hoppy beers." 
And I, I I've given like samples of I don't, I don't like, like beer a, at all. I, I, don't like I really happy don't. Beers. When, but I'm really, at a brewery and I don't like beer. Oh, <laughs> can you make me? Can you what, make me a Long Island iced tea real quick? Uh, What's the closest what? thing you got to Coors back there? <laughs> I've heard that question more than once. Because <laughs> it works. Water, you <laughs> I have the cunt dinger. I used to I was sensitive. I get I get hit at home when I say that. So Doug and Chris, I'm sorry. No, I, I've had we folks come in and go, "Oh, what's your least hoppy beer?" And I I give them Pilsner, and they kind of scorn at me. I'm like, "Oh, that's too hoppy." I'm like. If a pilsner is too a, hoppy, you don't like beer and you need to go away. Right. Just go Ex- kill yourself. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. oh, my goodness. <laughs> We're losing control. So, wrapping up. <laughs> uh, oh, no, no, I got more questions. We're still I've got more <laughs> Oh no! Oh, we're he finally has questions. <laughs> it takes him a while to warm up. You know? Now we're in fifteen in. <laughs> oh, we're back on script. <laughs> Not no thanks to you two. Whoa! I think I wrote half that script last night. Uh, you <clears throat> wrote maybe a f- quarter. Yeah, but I brought my wife. I defrosted first. <laughs> I don't. Okay, so Most she wrote a quarter, and you just kind of sat there. All right, well, that is something for an after show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk to the guests. Uh, we kind of touched base a little bit. Greg, you're a PA. Uh, or you were going to school as a PA, and you mm-hmm. now work at Hudson as a PA. And, Karin, you mentioned that you worked at a hop farm for a little bit. Uh, you know, how has your background experience, or what was it like working outside of this field as, you know, in then deciding... Yeah, fuck it. Let's open up a let's open up a yeah. business together. You know, how did that work out for you? Yeah, I think we came up with a business idea, and then we both thought, well, we're crazy, and that's a silly idea because neither one of us have really true any true experience doing this. And you know, Greg totally Greg doesn't really do anything halfway. I would say. Like he, <laughs> there's trombone practice. Yeah, <laughs> from sixth and seventh way grade. Back, way back, but Greg trombone, <laughs> fuck it. Oh. <laughs> Gordon Greg, has a tromboner. Greg is losing it. Um, <clears throat> but no, I, we he truly like when he gets excited about something, he doesn't do it halfway. So he got into homebrewing totally as it's totally it, it, the rest is history, right? How long have you been brewing? Just, sorry. Yeah, no. As an aside. Since 2015. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So four years now? Yeah, four years. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. But you, uh, with everything there's... I would would say at a very basic level for at least two years. And... Doing extract kits or did you go straight full grain? Uh, I I did one extract and... Was, didn't you say that you had a, a, a Mr. Beer wow, kit that went well, really, really yeah. going bad? Mr. Mr. That, that Mr. Oh beer extract kit, I mean, that's what so, started us. And, uh, it was, and it tasted so I think ev- bad. I think it everybody fucking, started with a Mr. Beer kit. Because yeah. like, it's like 30 bucks at Walmart. Like. Yeah. 
It, it, we we finished the beer. We like did the whole process. I'm so hardly excited. Hardly finish it. And that, we yeah we finished. We there drank was nothing the beer. It was bad so with bad. it. There was nothing bad about it, but we kept questioning. Like there's something wrong with it. It doesn't yeah. taste good. Yeah. <laughs> well, like that's uh, that uses the pre-hopped extract, doesn't it? So you basically yeah. just take the can and pour it in some water and exactly. then put it in the yes. thing. Exactly. And we thought, really. It was, it was way it has off. It to be harder than this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it has to taste better than this. Yeah. Actually, I kind of want to brew a Mr. Beer Kit I was now, working at J.C. Penney's when we sold the Mr. Beer Kit for the holiday season. <laughs> yeah. And that was like my first... I didn't think homebrew was a thing until I saw that kit. And I saw... Like, I, I worked in receiving, and so I opened up a kit. And I'm like, what the fuck? Anybody would buy this to brew? Yeah. It's plastic. It, but it comes in a really this? cool plastic barrel. And it, it looks like a barrel. Yeah. And it sits in your refrigerator. Plastic. Yes, it it's is all barrel plastic. Of fun. <laughs> barrel of fun. Barrel of fun. barrel of shit. <laughs> so that was our first experience brewing. And then after, the, and then, and then I think that like really lit a fire under Greg because he was like, no, 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 no. I can do like, better. I, yeah. And so, yeah, all right. Brief, brief little interception here. All right, so I really love cooking. So cooking is something that I truly enjoy. (laughs) And, you know, whatever the meal might be, you know, I made us some tomato soup out of a bunch of random things that we had in the fridge today. (laughs) And uh, it was great, you know? like on the ingredient list. Tomatoes. Tomato. <laughs> it was included in the list, yes. Uh, so, you, you know, like, I, I really enjoy doing things like that where I sort of mix things up in a random fashion and it's fun and you get to you get the chance to enjoy it. But brewing for me is that same sort of concept, but there's a lot more science to it, similar to baking i guess to a certain extent where you gotta have the right uh you know sort of rising ingredients or whatever it might be and that's that's what i like about beer is that you know you get that opportunity to introduce your own flavors but also you have to maintain you have to maintain the property of producing quality beer. Otherwise, mm-hmm. it's all lost. I know you, you give one you give one bottle of shit tea to somebody and that's they get exactly, mad. That's exactly right. <laughs> no, and, that, and, was, and, that was my favorite beer. Casey owner talked about. Uh, God damn, that beer was the worst. I would, I would <laughs> say between, the saute. I call it the uh, shitty because it was. I've heard about that actually. Yeah, it's legendary. Yeah, it is legendary. <laughs> it is legendary. Because right before that, I gave him the tropical stout, and they're like, "This is the best thing ever." And then I gave him that one, and they're like, "Nope." Yeah. Yeah. Shitty. I've no, heard about that. So yeah, it's a traditional no boil. Uh, Scandinavian beer mm. and so I think it came in at like 10% wolf and but I had to well I had to filter it through juniper boughs and so like it picked up just a ton of bugs 
and soured immediately. <laughs> <laughs> but it's no boil, and so it's supposed to do, and you're supposed to drink it young. So like as soon as it hits that uh, like your final gravity, you're supposed to just start drinking it, and it's super like ginny and yeah, like boozy. I, I did not like intense. it. Intense. Yeah. Sounds a bit intense. It's yeah. terrible. Yeah. Oofta. But what were you talking about? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, Greg. Yeah. So neither one of us had any experience. I, when we figured out what we wanted to do, I did actually get a job on a hot farm. Which was, we, we've talked off air before, uh, Mighty X? Yeah, Mighty right? X apps. Okay. Yeah. So, so basically, once we figured out, we're like, you know what? Let's just go for it. Let's do it and just see if this is something that is going to work for us. Um, Greg continued PA school in Ohio. And I took a job in Minnesota. Which, at real quick, why Ohio? You realize there's like 49 Ohio, other Ohio. states. This is true. <laughs> my, uh, <laughs> my Iowa doesn't count. There's 48. Yeah. <laughs> hey. uh, don't say that in front of my wife. <laughs> Ohio, not Iowa. <laughs> so you're saying there's 47? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My brother was working at Ohio State, okay. and so he had a couple kids, and uh, I thought, well, you know, if I can't go to, I mean, certainly I have the option of going to PA school in St. Paul or Minneapolis or... Or, or New Jersey, where his, at the or, time, girlfriend was living in Oh, or, oh you could have been in Jersey? Ooh. Yeah. Or Madison, Shots you know, I, I, <laughs> the good state. Yeah, I I applied to UW. They did not accept me. Oh, what and, a bunch uh, of bastards! Big mistake. Big mistake. It, it truly was, especially given the fact that I had spent a year solid with them. Okay, well, relax. Anyway, uh, yeah, no, I know. There's no Digging like animosity there at all. Calm down. Yeah. <laughs> Very old memories. Anyways, so, you, you know, I was very happy to go to uh, Columbus, where my brother was, and... Said no one ever. And <laughs> continue with school. And I really did. I, I really did love their PA school. I truly... I, I mean, I wouldn't say it if I did not. Um, I thought that they were very excellent as far as how that they how they went about their program and everything that was involved with it um so i think they have a very high level pa program it's probably within the top in this in the state there's no doubt um that just is what it is but anyways so from Looking at that uh, Ticonderoga in the corner there, I feel like I better shorten up my answer. And Tic- say... Again, English, but for those of that drink beer. What is that? What? 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 The, the Indian. Oh, oh, that, that's uh, Aku Aku from... Uh, Jesus Christ. Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> from Crash Bandicoot. Crash Bandicoot. Yeah. 
I thought it was Ticonderoga. No, no, that's Akoga. So we do, uh, like, we, we occasionally do, like, video game live streams, and we played through all of Crash Bandicoot 3 doing shots, uh, and every time Aku Aku showed up, we did a shot, and so we had Aku Aku hanging up in the background. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> Ouch. I was looking at the pirate flag and the apron. Way back like, to, like, what? the original two thousand PS, yeah. PS1. Yeah. Oh, and that's what we played. Yeah, it yep. And playing it. Crash Bandicoot until literally I vomited because I couldn't handle the way that That's what happened in two. <laughs> <laughs> but this, I mean, I was 12 and didn't have any alcohol. So. <laughs> cool. Though. We did not have that. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's cool. Though. Super cool. <laughs> Great. Uh, working, you know, graduating and now working as a PA, I mean, how or where do you manage being full time employee and then you come home? And now your business partner, and also being a spouse. I mean, how do you balance all that? I mean, it's certainly challenging. Uh, you know, like uh, I have. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> watch, watch what he does. That is the best use of a wedding Talk ring I have ever spouse. seen. <laughs> That's the best use of a that spouse. Al- that almost makes me want to put my ring back on. <laughs> <laughs> but then, how are you going to be a player, player? Megan, if you're listening, you're still my favorite. I, I can't speak for Ben. She's my favorite too. Oh. Yeah, but you're Go not away. wearing your wing Hello. ring. Neither is she. Sure. Gordon lost his R's. We should probably stop. <laughs> <laughs> they ran upstairs. Goddamn! I'll go find them. They're gone. They're gone. Greg, how do you maintain a, being a good spouse? Yeah. So, how, do you man, how do you balance out spouse, <laughs> this is business the owner, and coming from the fucking and spouse? <laughs> Way to go off that. Don't make me get Gordon. the bell. <laughs> <laughs> it's already been out twice. As long as the bell doesn't come out, we're all good. No. So, you know, I mean, again, obviously, it's challenging. Owning your own business and operating that at the same time is... Uh, continuing to be compliant within the standards of what is expected within your healthcare provider, you know, sort of prescription. That's challenging. But at the end of the day, uh, what I mostly want is for Karin to be happy. And um, I know that sounds a little bit maybe cheesy <laughs> <laughs> wait there's cheese oh that would make this <laughs> better uh, that was Tons episode 15 she loves cheese I do I'm a snacker and you are now on the right side of the Colby board. Jack or anyways <laughs> anyways so you know like I really want her to be happy I want myself to be happy what makes me happy is being able to help people though so whether or not I'm working in the, you know, sort of fixture of having full time and a little bit of part time in between there, that works great for me. You know, at the end of the day, my schedule is relatively fixed. Hers is what is not fixed. And she does a lot within that schedule that I could not even imagine being able to complete. So... At the end of the day, she is very successful within what she does uh, within the business. And I feel like I do my part to earn the objective monetary function that allows us to 
continue with what we want to do. That ter- there was a lot of words in there. Let me translate. Greg earns the big bucks by his day job that allows me and us, us both, to do what we love and what we want to do. I think that's really important to me and to both of us. Like, if Greg didn't work so hard and do what he does, we wouldn't be able to do what we want to do and support our dreams. So, um, yeah, that's important. And you mentioned earlier, you know, you want to keep it small and manageable. I mean, what do your plans look like, if any, to expand, you know, whether, let's say, 10 to the expansion, 25%. The expansion is, uh, you know, there may be, we have considered expansion with hops. That's that's literally the only crop that we've considered expansion upon. Um, but I think in our five-year plan, yeah. Within our uh, five-year plan, we really don't consider. We're hoping much. to it's open a. Hops. We're hoping we're hoping to open a tap room in five years. Do you have is, a? Yeah. So if that's your best case scenario, you open the tap room. What's your worst case scenario? Uh, assuming weather right. is absolute shit, like 2013, right. or, where we have a snowstorm the first right. of June. Right. Well, and hopefully that. The art variation. So, you know, we've got, I've got flowers. I mean, I will have flowers ready this summer, you know, um, or we've got our wedding venue. So maybe we don't have flowers and we outsource that, but people can get married on our property. Or um, maybe we're not allowed legally to brew beer on our property and sell it, but um, we can grow hops and sell those to other brewers. Or, you know what I mean? We've, we, that's sort of the advantage. We'd either grow industrial. Oh my gosh. Oh <laughs> gosh. Don't even get into this. Greg wants to go to industrial hemp. Yeah. Which Ooh. is. Ooh, recreational marijuana. Yeah. <laughs> which is like a whole other. We have a Democratic acid. governor now. It's soon to happen. It's, I know. I, I mean, it's, it's a race but between us and Minnesota. It's not as simple oh, as gosh. just. <laughs> Wisconsin used to Wisconsin used to be the primary industrial hemp producer. And Since really now when? they are not. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Anyway, the point is we have so they're many now, things going on for us right now that to take on another facet of our business might be really challenging. Oh, well. <laughs> I'm a really no, good whatever. sales rep if you want to hire anybody. It kind of sells it. <laughs> <laughs> I've officially had too much. <laughs> I've had the right amount. I'm pretty good. I mean, I'm solid, but I just said diversify. So. And Greg, all right, is there is there something that you'd like to leave people with, like as we start to wrap up? We, we really got, need to wrap up. Yeah, I got, I, no, I got two questions. <laughs> then no, they'll be said. Go right. ahead, please go ahead, <clears throat> Greg. I mean. Do you see yourself, let's say five years or ten years from now, still working as a PA while trying to run this, or do you want to move to, you know, your farm to fist company full time? That's a very good question. So, my ideal is that I am primarily able to focus on our work and our company. And what is at hand with related to that? At the end of the day, 
it depends a little bit on how Hudson Physicians continues to grow and whether or not that allows me to be in a position where I can continue to be within that group and grow my own independent practice. Because I will tell you, I love treating patients. I love being a part of each individual's care. And that becomes challenging as you get away from it. Um, part of what I'm considering is education, either at UW River Falls or UW Eau Claire. Both are good options for me. And I will support UWRF. But he won't work there anymore. I don't work there anymore, but I am an alumni. So UWRF does not have an athletic training program. Surprisingly, but they do. Health and Human Performances is a really good. They they do university exactly, and so I feel like within that within that program, I could be able to have some functionality, or within UW Eau Claire's athletic training program, which is where I started, I would have some potential functionality as well. And so, like, again, at the end of the day, it just depends on how successful we are and where we're at with everything. But, uh, you know, I think that's, I I would sort of say that's my end game. If everything works out, if everything works out perfectly, if everything does not work out perfectly, I am still fine with and very in love with my PA profession working within sports and spine at Hudson Physicians for a number of years. I have no concern about that. I love that I love that position that I work within. And that certainly allows us to be able to continue to support what Karn does and our own internal positions and you said you're both you know you're both happy with being in the St. Croix Valley area I mean mm-hmm. as things continue to grow do you see yourself staying in this area do you oh, yeah. do you want to grow mm-hmm. to somewhere that oh might- no 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 we like we love where we're at yeah and I think we we're planning on staying where we're at where we love we want to stay local we want to be local we want to have, we want to grow our family where we're at. We bought our farm for that purpose. And yeah, I mean, I think it's really important for us to stay local and um, sell local and uh, sell locally. And um, yeah, we want to, we want to stay where we're at. We really love the area. So yeah. Casey, Ben, do either of you have any more questions? I've been trying to get you wrap up for like an hour. <laughs> <laughs> no, no I, am, is, I am great. I think we're bit, good. Yeah. Thank you. Well, Greg Carden, I mean, anybody that's kind of on the, if they're on the fence of whether or not they want to go into any of these industries uh, uh, commercially or even as a hobby, I mean, do you have any parting advice for them? Good luck. Mm. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, it's awesome. It's really fun. It is. It is really fun. You just have to uh, maintain the fact that you're. If if you're looking at stuff like this, you're a dreamer. 
We're both yeah. dreamers. Yeah, we yeah. we we both, both are. Oh, two dreamers. Uh, That's two dreamers. never good. And then then the thing is that then I'm like, oh man, there are logistics. I know. <laughs> I'm the I'm then I become the logistics, the logistics person. You're the logistics dreamer. That's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I dream about oh, Tetris oh, all the time. <laughs> do I do the black? Or the no. So I I think that sometimes I come across in the relationship as the rainer on the parader. Oh, I, yeah, you but and my wife would get along. To be fair, <laughs> a parade needs some rain. It does. It really does. Yeah. It needs to be dampened every once in a while. But I think... This I, is true. The, but I, we're both... Dream, we love both dreaming, but we also need to think logistically. We do. And what is feasible and, and what can actually happen. So we, we make it work. But... Um, this summer, I don't know if we are wrapping up. Are we wrapping up? Okay, cool. So if you're, li- thank you. If you are, <laughs> if you are looking for any farm to fist stuff, uh, this summer, beer is on a do you know us basis. You can get it for free, but uh, flowers you can get. Uh, at three, you have three different options this summer. One, I'll be at the Uptown Farmers Market, East Isles Farmers Market, on Thursdays from four to eight p.m. This summer, it's in the heart of Uptown Minneapolis. If you're located in the Hudson area, I'll be there on Saturday mornings from nine to noon at Barlow Roots Market, and we're actually selling flowers out of Farm to Fist itself. You can come see our farm. On Fridays, Friday afternoons. So. Do you guys have an online presence at all for our out-of-state oh, yeah. listeners? Yes, www.farm2fist.com. And that's farm uh, T-O fist or farm the number two? T-O fist, okay. farm2fist.com. And that'll tell you a little bit more about us and our farm and our flowers and our beer, etc. All right. Woof. Wow. Appreciate it, folks. Thanks wow. for listening to Rules of the <laughs> Arena, episode 19. Make sure to go check out www.farmtofist.com. That's farmtofish.com. And go buy some goddamn flowers. If you're local, go check out the different markets that they're going to be located at this week. And thanks again to my sponsors, Blind Ninja Studios and Duck Hill Workshop. Go check them out as well. And I will check you out the next time. Thank you.